Chapter 32. Don't go looking for danger. It knows how to find you. We race down from the cabinets and over to where Gwendol is lying on her side, writhing in pain. It's the jaws of death, gasped Michaela. It was behind me, Gwendol moans. I don't, I didn't see it. Take it easy, says Gabriel. Try to calm down. Take it easy. Calm down. I'm trapped, Gabriel. It's true. Gwendol's tail and right leg are locked beneath the wicked hammer bar of a Victor Metal pedal mousetrap. There's a reason no mouse in history has ever named their child Victor. I'm too young to die, whimpers Gwendol. You're not going to die, says Gabriel, his voice nearly as shaky as his sister's. For centuries, we mice have known the danger lurking in mouse traps. We were taught about these evil contraptions from the day we're born. Nursery rhymes such as mouse be nimble, mouse don't nap, mouse stay away from the mean mouse trap are meant to teach us how to avoid these deviously simple killing devices. But then a mouse will see a chunk of cheese sitting right there in the open. Overcome with cravings, she will believe with all her heart that she can sweep in and snatch the bait before the trap snaps shut. Sure wasn't the case for Gwendol. I suspect the attempted to tail whip the cheese off the catch, but the trap was too fast. Now she has a broken leg and a severely pinched tail. We need to pry up the bar, I say. We can't, mutters Gabriel. It's impossible. I'm going to die, shudders Gwendol. Come on, I say. Linda Paw, everybody. It's hopeless, says Michaela. Nothing's hopeless if we don't give up hope. I grab a hold of the bar. Try to raise it. It won't budge. Finally, the others join me. The five of us strain against the trap and try with all our might to lift, if just high enough for Gwendol to roll free. When my muscles feel like they might explode, Gabriel lets go. It's no use, he says. The other mice follow his lead. I'm the last to loosen my grip. My tail is go n going numb, sobs Gwendol. I'm about to make a suggestion when Mr. Brophy comes stomping back into the kitchen. This way, I whisper. We quickly slide Gwendol and her trap behind the refrigerator so we're all out of sight. Mr. Brophy yanks open the refrigerator door. They're still giving me grief about that one that got away, he hollers to the family in the dining room. The blue one. Why do they need the blue one so bad, screams his wife. Because he's the only one who got away. I hear glass jars jingling. Where's the ding-dang root beer? Behind the pickle tub, shouts Duane. The kitchen floor creaks as Mr. Brophy marches back to the dining room. Typically, this is when I would freak out. Panic. Mr. Brophy just announced that the long coats at the horrible place are still searching for me. I wouldn't be surprised if my bright blue face was on some sort of wanted poster. But even though Mr. Brophy could spot me at any moment and take me back to the horrible place, I refuse to abandon Gwendol. As they say in her family, we leave no mouse behind. We need to take Gwendol's body home, whispers Gabriel, for her funeral. Gwendol whimpers, I can hear you. There's not going to be a funeral, I tell her. There's going to be a homecoming party. We're going to save you, Gwendol. I give you my word. She nods tearfully and manages a smile. She knows, as everyone does, that the word of a mouse is as solid as stone and that I'll do anything I can to keep it or die trying. Chapter 33. A mouse of words and not of deeds is like a garden full of weeds. It's impossible, Isaiah, says Gilligan. No mouse has ever outfoxed a trap like, a trap like that, says Gordon. We have to try, I say. 
Why? asked Gabriel. It's only prolonging Gwendol's suffering. I gave my word, and I have an idea. I have an idea, too, says Gilligan. Big Mr. Brophy is going to come back and trap us all. Either that or step on us, says Gordon, whose knees are knocking together. I just need a spoon. I gesture toward the counter near the sink. There's probably one in that drawer up there, but to retrieve it, I'm going to need some assistance. There's probably another mousetrap in that drawer, whines Gordon. That's probably where the Brophies have their mousetraps. Fine, I say. I'll do it myself. No, you won't, says Michaela. I'm coming with you, too. Me, too, says Gabriel. The three of us scurry up the side of the cabinetry while Gilligan and Gordon go over to comfort Gwendol. What kind of flowers do you want at your funeral? I hear Gordon ask her. Dandelions or clover? Gwendol, of course, starts sobbing. We have to hurry, I tell Gabriel and Michaela. Those two are going to scare Gwendol to death. We dash across the counter to the edge overhanging a slender drawer. Hold on to my feet, I say. I'm going over the ledge. Why? asks Michaela. I need to open that drawer down there. Hopefully that's where the Brophies keep their cutlery. We can use one of the utensils to make a lever and pry Gwendol free. What's a lever? asks Gabriel. One of the six simple machines. A lever is a stiff bar that rests on a support called a fulcrum. It'll help us lift a load that's too heavy to lift on our own. Yes, it is amazing how much you can learn from books. Now come on, we're running out of time. Grab hold of my ankles. I seriously can't believe I'm about to do what I'm about to do. I crawl over the edge of the counter and dangle upside down like a trapeze artist. I clamp down tight on the drawer handle. Now I have to use all my muscles, including the ones in my stomach, to tug on the handle, to wrench it forward. At first it won't budge, but then Gabriel and Michaela help out. When I tug, they yank back on my ankles to give me some more oomph. Soon, Gabriel is leading us in a chant. Heave ho! On the ho, I tug and they yank. We start building up some momentum. Slowly but steadily, the drawer slides open. Heave ho! That last pull is a doozy. The drawer is now open and a, a good two inches. I look in the drawer. Eureka! It is indeed filled with knives, forks, and spoons. I think a soup spoon will do the job nicely, I say. Let go of my feet. I drop face first into the open drawer. The silverware clinks and mat- clatters when I land. Are you okay? asks Michaela. Fine, I mumble, my nose stuck between the tines of a fork. We hear Gilligan asking Gwendol if, we, if they can have her bedding when she's dead. She wails loudly in response. Hurry, urges Gabriel. Please. I grab a spoon and try to make it raise up over the side of the cabinet, but I can't do it. It's too heavy. You guys, I say, I need more help. Michaela and Gabriel look at each other, shrug. Inspired by my lunacy, they step off the edge of the counter and drop into my drawer. The three of us hoist up the spoon and slide it over the drawer's front panel, giving it one last good shove and send it sailing. It bounces and clinks a couple of times when it hits the floor. I look over at my two friends. Now, let's go save Gwendolyn.